At supper, Atticus talked pleasantly about family and farming and old friends who had died. The funny things that Frank's little Jennifer was saying these days. Frank's fine speech about responsibility and self-discipline to the Antelope Boys Club. Frank's informed letter to the editor in Oil and Gas Journal. The new 60-horse Ajax engine that Atticus and his older son had hauled onto one rig. Eating in silence, Scott took it all in like a hired hand, like he used to in high school when he treated their family's suppers as his penance. And now he hardly spoke except to say when asked that he was house-sitting for friends in Quintana Roo on the Mexican-Caribbean. Which town? Resurrection, twenty miles south of Cancun. Eighteenth-century mission town tarted up for the tourists. We got a Lutheran church here by that name, Resurrection. His son smiled with a familiar irritation. You do always look for the local angle. Atticus folded his napkin as if his next question was one of indifference to him. Who are these friends you're house-sitting for? You want their names or their occupations? Want to know if your judgments improved since Key West? That was one guy in a house of six people. And he's in prison, isn't he? His son's stare was cold as he said, Unfortunately, these friends are halfway criminal too. Criminal how? Can't say, Scott said. But he was smirking like he did in the old days when he told his father that his friends were communists or heroin addicts or fresh out of reform school. Atticus let it pass. Are you going to stay in Mexico? Even after I've worn out my welcome. Well, that'd be nice for us just to know. You've moved 14 times since you got out of college. Scott said nothing but only hunkered low over his dinner plate, tipping his finger-printed wine glass by the stem. England, New York City, Key West, that farm up in Vermont. I got a whole page for you in my address book. You left out the loony bin. Atticus took up his knife and fiercely trimmed the fat from his pork chop. Hirsch Clinic. Signs for the simplest things. Today is Sunday. Sit while eating. You are in New York City. Hearing Scott tell his psychiatrist about his tries at suicide. Watching him teach finger painting. Hearing him inform his mother that the 503 on his hallway door was not an odd number, just an uneven one. Even today, Atticus said, we're half sick because we haven't heard from you, and you surprised us from out of the blue when it was just as likely your older brother and I would have plans. You could have got a ride from Frank instead of hiring the taxi all that way. Was that a hundred dollars or more? Scott held an affected white smile as he said, I have this inheritance, you see. I have this fantastic trust fund that my father set up so he wouldn't go crazy with worry. I'd just like to see you get settled someplace. Well, I am. Well, good. Atticus pushed his dinner plate forward half a foot and carefully aligned his knife and fork across it. He had a flashback of Scott as a child in his high chair, chewing a cookie with great seriousness while he gazed out at the nothingness behind the kitchen window. You wonder what he's thinking, he'd said. 
writing poetry these days? Nah, that was their idea. Their, them. Confined twice now for three months each time. Atticus thought of Scotty at eight, talking to himself about the picture he was sketching with crayons on a torn grocery sack. And at fourteen with his paints, Serena behind him and gently smiling, a hand as soft as sunshine in his hair. Well then, he asked, are you painting? Yes. Sell anything? I just am, Dad. You've got one son who's a huge success that any father would be proud of, and you've got one son who's a slacker and using up your hard-earned cash on just getting by from week to week. Hell, I'm forty years old. You ought to be used to me being a failure by now. We're Atticus to talk honestly.